Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, we talk to, to the latest 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner from southeast of Moose Jaw. Barb Owen tells us seeding has started on the farm and soil moisture is good. The province announces the winners in the Agricultural Scholarship Program. We talk with David Phillips about the spring and summer moisture outlook. We discuss seeding in the southwest with the Crops Extension Specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chan, and we look at the rising cost of farm fuel with Gas Buddy. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And also brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest is Barb Owen on the farm southeast of Moose Jaw. She says seeding has started and soil moisture looks good. We're in the Petrolia District, which most people are familiar with as the space between Bailden and Moose Jaw. So we're just immediately south of Moose Jaw, southeast of Moose Jaw. And it's actually looking quite good. The subsoil most moisture is excellent this year, especially comparatively. <laughs> what seeding progress have you started? Yes, our home piece is done. It's just been done in the last two days. So you just got started. Uh, any idea how long it'll take to finish up? Uh, well, us ourselves have six quarters, but three of them are agricultural quarters and three of them are valley pieces. So ours don't take very long per se, especially since we um, work with Simpson Seeds. They, they come and they do ours and it really doesn't take them long at all compared to when it was my dad and his two brothers but they've retired now and Simpsons are part of our community so Simpsons uh, crop share and rent our our pieces. And what crops will you be putting in this year? There's Durham on the home piece and I'm pretty sure there'll be some canola and then I'm not sure if there'll be some flax too. What are your thoughts on prices Barb? Well they're good. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll stay as high as they are right now. Um, but there's so much volatility in the market, right? You, you, how do you, how do you know? How do you predict? But hopefully they stay up, and and hopefully there's a good harvest. I mean, everything's quite optimistic right now, but it's it's only the the very very beginning of the season, and it's it, there's a lot. We got hail last year, so I, I hesitate to use 
to be, but the, the moisture is good, and that is not something we've been able to say for quite a while. Barb Owen farms southeast of Moose Jaw and is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Agriculture Minister David Merritt has announced the winners in this year's agriculture scholarships in Saskatchewan. Emily Sebastian of Momart was awarded the $4,000 scholarship towards post-secondary studies at the U of S College of Agriculture. Her video submission discussed the various ways that farmers and ranchers can effectively communicate with consumers in a transparent and honest manner. Runner-up scholarships of $2,000 go to Christy Peterson of Lockwood, Grace Waldenberger from Marquis, and Kate Axton from Minton. Peterson's essay explored how communication and education is key to bridging the gap between the farm and the plate. She'll be studying the agriculture and food program at Saskatchewan Polytechnique. Waldenberger's essay highlighted the important role that agriculture plays in people's lives and the impact of social media. She'll be attending the U of S or University in Lethbridge. Axton's video focused on how farmers can be more transparent, showcasing work on her family farm to improve transparency with consumers. Axton will be attending Dalhousie University to study international food business. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasbourg. Environment Canada's senior climatologist says long-range models do not point to a repeat of last year's drought in southern Saskatchewan. David Phillips says western areas of the province are dry and eastern areas are wet. But he says the province is approaching the rainy season of May, June and July. Well, you know, it's almost the two sagas. We've got dry, dry, dry in the in the western part of the province and, and also in the central part and near, near Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Very, very dry conditions when we look at what's happened since since April 1, if we take that as the beginning of the agriculture year. But in the south, southeast, well, it's been getting some of those Manitoba rains coming up from the Dakotas. And so we're seeing rather too, too much uh, rain. So if you could somehow bring the two together, it'd be the perfect kind of thing. There's been too little weather out west in the far west of the province and too much weather in the eastern part, uh, the southeastern part of the province. And uh, right now, as I look at it, since April 1, we see a precipitation, uh, perhaps maybe 150, 200 percent of normal in the south, uh, southeast. And yet we have over parts of the Saskatoon and north, we see uh, precipitation totals that are less than half of what you normally would get in that period of April and and May so far. So it is not, it's a challenge for farmers generally. Uh, uh, you know, you, what you want is normal conditions. Well, it's almost the last thing that's occurring across the province is, is normal conditions. We've seen a lot of cool temperatures too. We had, I think, six months in a row of colder than normal conditions. So if you, even if you can get out there and seed, the soil temperatures are not that warm. So it's, uh, they're not really taking. And it's, in some cases, it's, they're just a need of um, of rain we're seeing some this week i think there's some some fairly uh some decent i mean you look at the at the seven day forecast you want just not uh wall-to-wall sunshine and you want to see a few of those clouds with raindrops falling from them and there's even a possibility tomorrow of showers and thunderstorms and and we know that can bring sometimes even more rain that is uh, forecasted so hey um it's almost the wish list is turn off the faucet in the southeast and and turn it on in the in, in the rest of the province. What's the outlook for the rest of May? 
Well, you know, May is uh, generally a wet month. It is not as wet as June, and July is the second wettest, and, and May is the third wettest. And so one, one always hopes that you can get some of that, that rain. Farmers would never turn down rain in, in, in May, and, um, and, and you know, it's, it's just, sometimes it just comes at the right time to, to save the situation. I think overall, when I look at, say, in Regina, for example, I think the amount of precipitation we've had this year since maybe last fall to this spring has been a little bit more than last year, a little bit more optimism, but um, we still have the, the wet season to come. Our models are showing uh, that, I know it's going to sound boring, but it's really called normal weather. It's not, not, not necessarily hot, not cold, it's somewhat in between, and not necessarily wet or dry, it is something in between. And you know, that is the best for the most. I mean, I think farmers are not greedy. If you told them that you're going to have a normal amount of rainfall in May, and, and, and really often the wettest month is uh, June and then July, well, that would just be what the doctor ordered. That would be a good amount of, of moisture that would, would really give a fighting chance that we could have a good a growing season. So we're, we're, we're not there yet. We, we think the models seem to suggest normal, and, and I know that it's hard to interpret sometimes normal, but it's, it's really what happens most often. And if that is the case, we know that the, the rainy season is about to arrive. So for the model normal weather, you're saying June, July, and August, that's the outlook for those three months too? Yes, all three months are showing normal conditions, normal in terms of temperature and normal in terms of precipitation. Now, precipitation is always harder to get right because, you know, I mean, one thunderstorm can make just blow you out of the water in terms of, of accuracy. But overall, temperatures, and, and the good news, temperatures, at least in May, have warmed up. I've seen some uh, uh, many days with 20 degrees, and, uh, and that's a little bit above uh, normal. We see over the next little while, maybe this week, a little bit of a cool-off, but then a, a warm-up occurring after that. So we're going to see those soil temperatures are going to get going. Uh, seed that is sown will, will begin to take, and now if we get a drink of water from some some showers, um, that would be really uh, a good a good news. It's certainly, I'm not sure whether it's probably not nearly as bad as it is certainly in Manitoba where they're just getting storm after storm and they're standing water and, and the rivers are flooding and the overland flooding. So they're really seeing just too much rain there and, um, and, and they would certainly like to see some. They had six or seven days of dry weather, but boy, the rains look like they've come back today and, and also we see some of that in southeastern um, uh, Saskatchewan. It's almost, you know, the, the bad news continues, whether it be too dry or, or, or too wet, but um, sometimes that can change around very quickly. And my hope is with normal conditions over this period of May, June, and July, that will bring some really the, the million-dollar rains that a good part of the province needs to, to provide some hope and optimism that we're going to have a, a much better growing season than last year. And, and right now, I think the moisture is generally okay, um, but we need some to come during that wet time, which is May, June, and July on average. David Phillips is the Senior Climatologist with Environment Canada. RealAgriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hi, I'm Bernard Tobin. Welcome to Real Agriculture. 
Today we're going to dig into Canadians' perception of agriculture in this country. Um, are farmers producing safe food? Do Canadians trust farmers to treat animals humanely and protect the environment? Do they understand the value of agriculture's contribution to the Canadian economy? We're going to tackle these questions and more with the help from my guest, uh, Peter Seaman. He is the principal of Grassroots Public Affairs. Welcome, Peter. Hey, glad to be on your program again, Bernard. It's hard to believe it's been a year since we last chatted, but uh, thanks for reaching out. Hey, time flies, time flies. Hey, now, we you've completed um, your fourth annual survey of Canadian attitudes towards farming and food. Tell us about your objectives. Um, what were you hoping to learn? Yeah, we've measured Canadians' attitudes now. It'll be the uh, fourth complete study. We've had the privilege of working with some different farm associations across the country on their advocacy messages to government. And like all industries, we've got to remind ourselves sometimes and take a step outside the bubble and start to really try and understand what everyday Canadians understand, what they think and they believe is true with respect to an industry. So the purpose of this survey was to take a high-level look And we've examined a variety of topics and issues over the years, a lot of it related to economic development opportunities. And then we went into things like the environment and trust on Canadian food. So it was really to try and take a pulse, if you will, on Canadians' attitudes towards an industry, largely which most Canadians are pretty much unaware and don't have any direct exposure to, and see how the results of these surveys may impact or influence, hopefully in a positive way, advocacy strategies going forward. Right. Now, there's a lot of focus here, Peter, on food safety. Your survey shows that, you know, 92% of Canadians have confidence in food grown in this country, and and 74% prefer to buy food grown or produced in Canada. What does that tell us about farmers and the agri-food sector in this country? That it's greatly valued by Canadians in general. We often think that perhaps people aren't too concerned about where their products come from to feed their family. We hear a lot about the value of the maple leaf on products branded for export to other countries. And we shouldn't take for granted the great appeal and great support the Canadians have for food grown and manufactured here in our country. We've seen very high results over the four years we've done this study. It hasn't budged. We compare Canada to other jurisdictions, including the U.S., the European Union, Latin America, the United, uh, Mexico, and China, and Canada's always way out in front to the point where we think this is just a, a fixed result now from Canadians, which is great. We, we want to see that. We want to grow our foreign markets, but you have to have strong support domestically, and Canadians have shown that repeatedly. Now, obviously, um, the environment and climate change is a big concern for Canadians. Um, How did farmers and agriculture score in this area? Your data shows that 26% of Canadians believe current ag practices are less harmful for the environment, while 23% believe they're more harmful. What's that telling us? It's a bit of a split. I think we have to, again, another opportunity to step outside our bubble here, and we often can uh, become focused on the critics and the groups that oppose what many will or some will call sort of big farming and lumping it as a as a negative approach and that we have to get back to simpler times to grow products and, and raise livestock in a sustainable way when in fact anyone that's in the practice day-to-day knows that uh, that's just not practical in order to produce the volumes of food we do in Canada. 
Our studies have shown repeatedly that the majority of Canadians, when polled, uh, look at modern farming uh, in a more positive way as what farming was done a long time ago. They do not view the contributions uh, overwhelmingly negative from Canadian farmers to the environment. Uh, They certainly are aware that farmers are the first stewards of the earth. They plant products, uh, they plant crops every year that, uh, and it's in their own way to consume carbon dioxide and uh, they're doing good things. So that message is getting out. Uh, there's more to be done. I know that farming in general is under pressure from government. Overall, Canadians do not view the industry negatively as, with respect to its impact to the environment. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Wind southwest 30 gusting to 50. The high today, 14 degrees, the low plus 2. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, 60% chance of showers. Wind southeast 30, the high 14, the low 7. Thursday, periods of rain with a high of 14, the low 5. Friday, more rain, the high 8, the low 4. Saturday, clearing with a high of 14, the low 5. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 18, the low 5. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 21. Normal high for this date, 18, the normal low is 3. The sun rose at 518 this morning, it sets at 831 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac in the south country at 14. The cold spot up north, Uranium City at minus 3. Estevan is 14, Saskatoon 12. Swift Current 9, Weyburn 11, Yorkton is 9. In Regina with light rain, it's 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 27. Humidity is 69%, the barometer rising 101.2. Light rain in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Winds are from the southwest at 21, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, light rain in 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Seeding is about one week behind normal in the southwest part of Saskatchewan. The crops extension specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chant, says seeding has been delayed by cool weather and some snow. It's pretty dry. There has been some uh, bit of rain yesterday and today, and they're calling for some rain um, a couple more times this week, so that would be good. Um, but yeah, if I look back at some of the average um, moisture and percent of normal, so even with the, there was a snow kind of in April that helped out some, it, we were still below average looking at like from November 2021 until the end of April. 
Have you heard of any crop supply issues? I haven't heard of any crop supply issues yet. Um, I've heard kind of nothing I, nothing I know myself. I've kind of heard second and third hand, but yeah, nothing. Have you heard about any concerns about weeds or bugs at this stage? Not this stage. I know um, I saw a couple of flea beetles that were out, but that was that was my yard. So I know there's a few there. There's so, but nothing too specific that I've heard of this year. Any idea how winter kill is? I haven't heard yet how winter kill. Usually, it's I think you wait until like later on where you can go and look at what's out there just to see. You can take in. Um, some plants and just bring them inside and if they keep growing kind of after a day or so that those plants are probably viable if not if they start to turn brown over about 24 hours um, inside then they're probably not viable but I haven't heard of any concerns so far. Shannon Chant is the crops extension specialist in Swift Current. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The price of diesel fuel is rising even more quickly than the cost of gasoline. Several factors are leading to the higher diesel prices, increased demand, inadequate oil supply, and reduced refining capacity. Patrick DeHaan is the oil and refined products analyst with GasBuddy.com. He says the post-COVID economy is requiring a lot of energy from fossil fuels. I think of anything, the government maybe overstimulated the economy, and I think that's led to some of the inflation that we're facing, and, and motorists just really, you know, gasoline now, incredibly, is the weaker part of the barrel compared to diesel. You know, there have been some shutdowns at refineries. Just ahead of COVID, the U.S. had about 19 million barrels a day of refining capacity. We're down to about 17.8. And that is part of the problem as well, is not only oil supply is not keeping up with global oil demand, but refining capacity. There's just not enough of it right now to produce as, as many products as we need. DeHaan says diesel demand is rising and stocks are declining. Distillate is the middle of the barrel, which produces diesel, heating oil, and jet fuel. And distillate inventories have now declined to their lowest level since 2008. And of course, it doesn't help that we you know, have seen the economy rebound significantly over the last year. And so all those goods uh, are being transported with diesel. Diesel is driving the economy, whether it's home builders and whatnot, construction equipment. Diesel is there. And demand is up, supply is not, in fact, quite the opposite, and that is what's forcing diesel prices to spiral out of control. The European Union is reducing Russian energy imports following the invasion of Ukraine, and some of that diesel is coming from North America. DeHaan says diesel usage is inelastic in the farming, ranching, and construction areas. It means consumption will remain stable even if prices rise. He believes it's highly unlikely that there will be a decline in diesel demand at least over the next year. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years, see Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola fell 1030 at 1083.02. One red spring wheat went up 193 at 536.51. The rest were unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 387.54. 
Blacks, 12-12-73. Lentils, 9-32-50. Oats, 3-91-53. Yellow peas, 6-17-33. Feed wheat, 3-78-30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat rose 10 cents at 12-16 and three-quarter cent a bushel. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 10th. Our last regular sales on April 27th, D1 and D2 cows sold from $1 to $1.12. D3 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.60. Cents. Hefferettes sold from $1.30 to $1.45. And good butcherables sold from $1.15 to $1.35 with a sale up to $1.40. We had our, ra- our last pre-sorted calf sale for the spring run on May 2nd. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.30 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.42. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.12 and sold up to $2.32. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.25. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.19. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.82 and sold up to $2.07. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.45 and sold it to $1.80. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,300 hogs Monday, selling in a range of $230 to $243 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling in a range of $232 to $244 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are down, selling in the range of 71 to 78 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 49 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2964. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.72 cents U.S. Packers continue to hold their bed steady, with all hog and pork market indicators experiencing only modest changes to start this week. Hog slaughter is expected to tighten by nearly 100,000 hogs over the next six weeks, but this seasonal reduction has been moderated by recovering production systems that will exceed last year's flows. Lean hog features failed to maintain their value amid mounting bearish fundamental factors that is coinciding with a commodity sell-off by large speculators. The most actively traded contract, June, dropped to levels not seen since late January, with no near-term support in sight. In a rarely seen circumstance, the June futures contract was briefly equivalent in value to the nearby May contract in trade yesterday. While the fall and winter months have also lost some value over the last two days, current values are only down only 10% and 6% for the October and December contracts, respectively. Given the deteriorating market fundamentals, producers should consider securing a significant share of their fourth quarter production. Global market factors are in flux with China consistently cutting pork imports over the last several months, while other large importing countries are showing softer demand. Coming up, the resource report. Now the resource report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today's update on spring runoff in Saskatchewan says the dry southwest saw higher than expected runoff this spring, with some late winter storms improving moisture and water supply conditions. Runoff in the southwest was still below normal. Water levels in Lake Diefenbaker have improved with the spring melt, but remain below normal. 
The Water Security Agency is waiting to see how much of the alpine snowpack runoff arrives later this summer. In the southeast, the risk of localized flooding from late winter storms has receded. Flows along the Suez River have peaked and are beginning to drop. Flows are receding over lower areas of the Capel River. The Water Security Agency has been making diversions into Last Mountain Lake to help bring it up to desirable summer levels. Crooked Lake is now at its desirable summer operating level and stop logs will be installed to maintain it for the season. On the markets, the TSX is down 247 points to 19,752. The Dow has dropped 214 points to 32,031. Oil has dropped 382 at 99.27 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 19 one-hundredths of a cent at 76.65 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.